Hello and welcome to another brand new episode of the Shy Spirits Guys. I'm Steven. I'm joined with my good friends, Parker. Hello. John. Hey, everybody. And of course, producer Jenny. Cheers. Parker, take it away. All right. We got a really fun episode on tap for today. On tap, see what I did there? I like that. I like what you did there. Uh, We are talking mezcal today. Get excited, Steve. I was born excited. <laughs> Steve's our resident mezcal expert. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be talking about Los Vecinos mezcal specifically. We've got three of their expressions in front of us. Uh, really excited. The in particularly, I mean, well, you know, we're going to get into it in a minute. I don't want to spoil the ending of this wonderful podcast. And, and Los Vecinos is a brand of mezcal. Yes, Los Vecinos del Campo, which means neighbors of the field. Um, a, a Sazerac brand here in the States. Oh, okay. Th- so true. that's a reputable importer. People like, probably they, know Sazerac from their all the stuff. Fireball. <laughs> uh, yeah, their titular product, Fireball Whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> well, their titular product is a rye that I feel like nobody, I mean. I love Sazerac rye. Yeah. Don't, don't. Well, try. but I, you know, everybody knows Buffalo Trace, but, you know, Sazerac rye is sorry, not what's that? possible. Is, it, is there like a popular. like a cognac or something? Buffalo yeah, Trace? it's actually a buffalo based spirit. Um, it's Ooh, really weird how they distill like a, it. Like a pachuga? What are yeah, we talking about? I was going to say, now you're getting into mezcal territory. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Sounds I like, like this. Yeah. Sounds like another mezcal brand was right in the uh, in the wheelhouse. Yep. Uh, so, give you guys a little background on Los Vecinos, which actually I didn't find a ton of online. But uh, it's uh, Casa San Matias in Oaxaca. The. Uh, Villa Real family honors century, centuries-old distilling traditions with their exquisite Los Vecinos del Campo mezcals. Uh, wait, can we ask? I had a couple of questions about what we just went over. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I thought you might. <laughs> generations of families in the surrounding villages work as neighbors to create these artisanal, so, sophisticated, yet wild mezcals. Uh, is this a... Uh, I am spacing for the word a uh, when communal farmers come together and work... Sharecropping. <laughs> Not exactly. No. Um, kind of. It's, it seems uh, like it's a community thing. Um, actually, it's funny. A non-Mezcal that we did a podcast on that is the, exactly that is St. Augustine Distilling. It's owned by like 12 local families that started the distillery, which is really cool. Love it. Wait, because we haven't done a Mezcal before, though, I do think we need to take a step back and talk about the, that category of spirit. I was thinking the same thing, point. John. Yeah. No, like, so like. Absolutely. One of the things that I feel like, I feel like I didn't even know Mezcal existed until a few years ago, you know, and um, I feel like it has really grown in the past few years. Oh, absolutely. And I feel like I've learned a decent amount about it, but I feel like I would like to ask Steve to talk about what are, um, he... Parker's mad that I'm not asking him about this and I'm asking Steve about it, but he can go fuck himself. I did um, I did kind of set Steve up as the expert. And I did um, mention Parker also knows a lot about Mezcal. No, and I'm not saying that Parker can't chime in on this either, but like I just I <laughs> Jenny, it's his podcast. He created it. And John was there. I still would like to <laughs> ask Steve. There. I still want to ask Steve. Can you break Mezcal down for, you know, the beginner Mezcal taster? Uh absolutely. So uh, mezcal is distillate of agave. So it is an umbrella category similar to like 
a great comparison would be whiskey. Uh, mezcal is similar to saying whiskey. There are tons of different types of mezcal. The most common mezcal that we find here stateside would be tequila. Tequila being tequila because it is only distilled from the blue Weber agave, which is a species of agave. And when you say agave, you're talking about that spiky little plant that grows in the desert. People drive by all the time. Yes. That's the one. <laughs> uh, so blue Weber agave, also the only agave that has been successfully domesticated and cloned. So we are able to produce a lot lot more of it and all they, of the mm-hmm. other agave can only be found in the wild it just does not survive cultivation sure and so tequila is popular because it's reproducible exactly. affordably it's more yeah it's more available because that's like jenny i bet you'd heard about tequila more than a few years ago absolutely yeah absolutely like but i guess mezcal other categories are maybe harder to do because you just gotta find these yes agave you, plants in the wild exactly Interesting. I didn't know um, that. So yeah, the, the base is that mezcal is an umbrella that encompasses all agave spirits. Uh, tequila being the most most popular, and honestly at this point, its own niche chunk inside of the mm-hmm. mezcal brands. But then sure. there are hundreds of other agaves that right. grow wildly, those all making their own unique flavor uh, flavors, noses, sure, aspects of spirits. And so, what would be the most common version, or what are the most common agaves that you see in the mezcal world? Uh, that would be espadine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it matures the fastest, which, as we're going to get into, yep, uh, our first mezcal will be espadine, and that's around seven to eight years from seedling to okay. harvestable fruit. They only get older after that. Um, so after Espadine, I would say uh, Tobalaz are around. Um, Baril is used as a mixer usually, but mm. not always. Uh, I My personal favorite is Pechuga. It's made okay. with chicken breast. <laughs> okay. It's awesome. Um, but honestly, there are hundreds. There are so many out it's, there. Yeah, it is. Okay. And so that was a helpful introduction. Thank you. The, the thing that I want to hear about is I've heard that the process for distilling and um, making mezcal involves some underground work, like some smoking or what was yes. that? Yes. Get excited because in the notes on that rundown in front of you, we're going to get into that <laughs> when we get into some of the, uh, the expressions here. Parker's like, okay. can we please start tasting things? <laughs> no, but uh, to Steve's point, I was just going to say that, uh, yeah, Tequila being under the umbrella of mezcal is very similar, at least branding-wise, although it is very unique to agave, to like cognac is a brandy, bourbon is a whiskey. Exactly. Mm -hmm. They are a small category, a very popular... But, but small category of underneath that wider umbrella. It's very rare Correct. though for like that small category to overtake the umbrella. Like yeah. Tequila. Well, I would argue mm. that for a long time, Cognac did that with brand, yeah. with the brandy category. Yeah. Like for most of my life, I thought tequila was tequila and I didn't realize that there was an overarching category. And then when I heard mezcal, I thought that was a different thing. And now, it's college, not, college, Jenny, college wasn't most of your life, but. it's <laughs> good. But I. But no, I, a lot of that too, and Steve can attest to this, I think. It lasted past college. Is uh, <laughs> um, a, a lot of it has to do with, while well, you can clone and domesticate uh, the Blue Weber agave, there's not enough of it to 
meat the tequila demand, which yeah, is why they... Unfortunately, we have overdrank our yeah. cloned... What? Meat. Yeah. <laughs> which, which is why they branched out. Mez, other mezcals have become um, more popular in recent years because of necessity, really. They had to branch out out of the, out of that blue water weber agave into wow are you telling me that i need to go to my local liquor store and buy all the jose cuervo i can find? do not buy that <laughs> so so john the jose cuervo it's actually an interesting thing though jose cuervo that you're thinking of is a mixed dough so it's like 51 percent agave agave whereas you know if you're gonna buy jose cuervo traditional go for it it's great 100 percent agave what well, do you mean what if it's not 100 it was grain neutral spirits uh-huh mm-hmm. Th- and if you are wondering why that cheap tequila made you feel like such absolute shit in mm-hmm. college, it's because it was mostly vodka. Well, to be fair, I didn't well, drink. It was almost 49% mostly. It was forty nine percent cheap. I'm vodka. now I'm glad I didn't drink tequila until more recently when I had enough money to buy like good mm-hmm. tequila. Decent tequila. It makes yeah. a big difference. <laughs> but does no one care about consumers at all? The fact that you no. can call it tequila. Uh, that's do you want to know how they're getting the sugars out of these baby blue agave that aren't ripe? It, it involves like... sulfuric acid. It, it, it does. It's not great. Ooh. You, if you knew the details, you'd be very unhappy. Can you just give me a, a hint at what happens? Um, John's about to sue. Yeah, they, <laughs> yeah. they put a bunch of sulfuric acid on it. And it bleeds In order out to the... break oh. down the fibers to make them loose enough to, to, distill, distill. to distill from. And but don't worry, I'm sure they filter out all this sulfuric I'm sure that acid. doesn't go up in, you know, in the distillate. Sure. But, right. no, it's anyway. fine. Yeah. It's fine. It kills great, but... Yeah. We have, we have an upcoming teal episode. Get excited. So that's the, not what today's episode is. Nope. And so wait, so we're talking about Los, Los Osinos, but and you said uh, what you said it's in Oaxaca, and that's Oaxaca, a part of Oaxaca, Mexico, which Oaxaca. is probably the most prominent mezcal region mm. um, yeah, because I've seen that a lot. because of its rich espadine, uh, just agriculture. Like espadine in Oaxaca grows in both the lowlands and the highlands. Mm. Really cool thing about that, you'll get different flavors from the same type of plant, just like wine, where depending on what side of the mountain it's on, mm-hmm. it will taste completely different. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, but Oaxaca is, is where all of, not all, but a huge a chunk yeah, of the Espadine like agave grows. Yeah. yeah. The, 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 well, we'll get into it in a second when we get into the Espadine. But uh, yeah, like as we, as we said, there is three expressions we have to try today, an Espadine, an Ensemble, and we'll get into the details of the Ensemble. And the Tobala, which I'm incredibly excited about. Um, but let's let's dive into it. But first, quick word from our sponsor. And we're back. So first up, we've got the Los Vecinos del Campo Espadín. Um, the first expression released in the Los Vecinos family, composed of 100% Espadín agave. The genetic grandparent of blue agave. That's kind of fun. Very, very interesting. Um, as Steve was talking about espadine, it's versatile and the most commonly used for mezcal production. And at harvest, uh, typically seven to eight years old, uh, they grow at an elevation of 980 to 1840 meters. I don't know. That's I don't know what that uh, means. We're in America, so I don't really know. Yeah. Um, I assume it's a lot of feet. They grow up in the mountains. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's like three and a half feet per no, year. It's like four. it reminds me of when we went to Denver, and it's like. Our friends are like, oh, well, if we go there, that's going to be at like, you know, 4,700. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. And they're like, no, that's like sea level. Like, mm. like I was like, oh, I never understand that, oh yeah. my God. Like, like, I don't even know what that means. And, uh, and touching on, John, your question from earlier, um, the agaves are roasted in an earth pit, Whoa. crushed with the traditional stone molino. So okay. I just, yeah, I, I want to get that, into that. I don't know what mm-hmm. that means. Uh, traditional stone molino is, 
if you've ever seen like an Aesop's fable, the original stone wheel. Mm-hmm. It is a yeah. giant stone wheel. <laughs> you had a donkey pulling it. It's and great. they pull it with a donkey mm-hmm. and it goes around in a like circle uh, okay. as the donkey pulls and it smashes the agave. Oh my god, I, I needed they... every bit of that like mm-hmm. detail to understand what was going on there. Isn't that what they crushed Giles Corey during the Salem witch trials with? Yep. Okay. <laughs> Worked that Something worked very out. similar, and I'm uh, that was an that was a deep cut. I'm in, <laughs> the history nerd in me is very impressed. Uh, so yeah, that so that is about as traditional as you can get with mezcal. A lot That's of amazing. these places, even the very old school places, are using uh, like wood chipper type machines yeah. to, to pulp and to pulverize their agave. This is the old way, the old mm. school, and they're still doing it. I love that. It's very cool. Um, it's fermented for seven days in warm weather, um, or between twelve and fifteen days in cold weather, depending on when they're doing it. So <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. When it's warmer <laughs> out, it ferments faster. Yep. Uh, the Hoven mezcal is then distilled in a copper pot still and bottled unaged. Coming at ninety proof. Uh, so, Hoven. What is a Hoven mezcal? Young means young. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or so, unaged. So uh, I'm I'm smelling this mezcal for the first time. Mm-hmm. Yep. It smells smell- like a campfire. Smells, yeah. To me, it smells vegetal. Like, yes. Oh, so yeah. I get that. That's like, I get that grassy. I, I always want to say like green bean, but it's like mm-hmm. it could be really anything. It could be green. Asparagus. Yeah, it could be anything. Green. I get fresh asparagus. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. like when you snap the uh, mm-hmm. as soon as you snap that asparagus, that effervescence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The taste. This one is a little more on the smoky side mm-hmm. compared to your average mezcal, from what I remember. Smoke. I do. Get I smoke. love it. I love that smoke. But I still get a lot of that. that it's not overly smoky. Though. No, I've, had, I've no, had some mezcals that are. I feel like that's a balance of the smoke and the green yeah. flavor. Like the mm. green, whatever that green vegetable is that mm. you get. That's nice. Kind of a long finish. Yeah. It's still with me. I'm feeling that Oaxaca hug we've that's, talked about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was that's not necessarily like a lot of the mezcals that I've had. And I'm not saying, I don't, I'm not saying I've had a lot. So like, but I do like it. I'm, I'm looking at this label and it says it's 90 proof. I like that mm-hmm. so is this something L- what so do you just drink this on the rocks does anybody i actually wouldn't i wouldn't add any ice to this personally sure or like but that's a personal so, choice so you could drink this neat although this particular one comes in at about 35 dollars retail oh i could i could mix so, with so this. you could definitely cocktail with this uh, so like mezcal this margaritas paloma great. mezcal paloma uh mezcal paloma with this mm-hmm. would be yeah yep. remind, remind me paloma is that grapefruit, grapefruit. Mm-hmm. just as it's uh soda or what you, well, and, and, and last time we did it, we did a half uh, grapefruit tonic, half grapefruit juice. Mm-hmm. Good job, Jenny. That works. That, that is not. I've with seen pure slice. I've seen. That's not grapefruit make them with tonic, squirt. by the way. It's just grapefruit uh, My soda. Apologies. Sparkling pink grapefruit. But soda. it was still delightful. Uh, yeah, the Paloma is very loose, lo- I'm wild gonna, and loose with its. I'm not with gonna its lie bill. though. I don't mm. even know. I'm curious how I would feel about this in a Paloma. Like I. I feel like I would almost want more smoke. Only one way to find out. That's a good point. For a Paloma. See, I would Mezcal Negroni, which I think is my favorite yeah, new cocktail. I could see, I like, could, a great cocktail, by the it's way. It's so good. Oh, yeah. I could see wanting this with a Negroni more than the Paloma. Or even, and hear me out here, a Mezcal White Negroni with like a really bespoke... What's a white Negroni? Yeah. Uh, it's where you use a white bitter vermouth as opposed to Campari. 
Okay. So it all comes out very, cl- it's a clear Negroni, Ooh, um, but the to... flavor profile ends up being that same bitter aperitif kind of style. I'm going to have to take your word for okay. that because I love Campari. So the idea of losing that for vermouth, not my favorite uh, spirit. You So you say that, Yeah. I'm going to have to taste you out on some like very niche vermouth. Yeah, see, that's exactly what I was fishing for. I mean, yeah, that's what it is. Like, some of the better Negronis I've ever had were at places where they made their own vermouth. Yes. Um, yes, yes, whoa. yes. Um, RPM Italian. Um, Makes the best Negroni in the city. On, I'm just going to uh, say best, it right now. The best one I've ever had, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, like, I think I think that there there's something to be said about the Negroni and how to specialize it. What are we trying now? This is the ensemble, correct? I was... Yeah, I was getting a, a palate cleanser here because uh, these might be a little different. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you right now they're different. Yeah. <laughs> um, so a little background here. All this right. Is their, ensemble, their ensemble number one. Forgive me. I'm uh, getting through this palate cleanser here. <laughs> also just thinking about like fun mezcal cocktails I want. Yeah, right? All of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Listen, when we get into our cocktail series of episodes, it's going to be great. Yeah. Cocktailing um, with Jenny? Mm-hmm. I'll be making all of those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we'll be talking about them mm-hmm. while drinking them. Uh, this is the first ensemble released in the Los Vecinos family, composed of 5% Barrio, 5% Madra Quiche, and 90% Espadine. I feel like you did a good job of... Um, Madra Quiche? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah I, pronunciation, I'm giving you 100. Oh. And just to be fair, those are all different agave, right? Yes, okay. yes. At harvest, so it's um, a blend of agave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the the ensemble is referring to. Yeah, um, yep, you'll, 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 yeah. you'll see that with a variety of brands. They'll yeah, do that a, makes sense. Most, I would say, a lot of mezcals are somewhat of an ensemble. Some sort of a blend. Other yeah. categories of spirits should use ensemble instead of blends because it just sounds nicer. Well, like blending, you know, blended spirits has a bad. An, an ensemble uh, rum. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. here for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's yeah. do it. An ensemble scotch. Mm-hmm. This is like oh. an ensemble wine. Really, that's uh, that's what Compass Box should be saying. Is an it's an ensemble scotch. Not yeah, a, it's not a red yeah. blend. It's a red ensemble. And uh, if you want to hear more about yeah. our, our Compass Box takes, uh, first to Steve and I, check out our <laughs> Compass Box episode. Yeah, that's a good episode. <laughs> um, so these uh, at harvest, the Madrakish and the Barrio are typically 15 years old, and the Espadine's eight Which years old. Cannot be overstated mm-hmm. like it takes 15 like, years almost double like yeah. let's let's think about that for a second because when you drink whiskey it's corn corn's made in a season yeah you know a season and the uh it's not even a whole year it's one summer really it's like right. the spring summer and those That's those two uh and Burial, um typically grown at elevations of 1500 to 1700 meters so in specific places so higher elevation at at average than your uh your regular espadine um, so, you know, it just makes it a little more challenging to grow it. And get it. And get it, which is why it's typically more expensive. This one is more, this one retails for like 45, 50 bucks. That's actually very yeah. reasonable for an it, ensemble. It is. Like, oh, very with, much so. Um, but yeah, that's... With Madra Quiche, which mm-hmm. is a, that's a very rare agave. You mm-hmm. try to find a 15-year-old bourbon for $45, yeah. good <laughs> luck. Yeah, good. Mm-hmm. And uh, again... 1984. The, <laughs> so yeah, again, like, the same note here of how the, it's... Um, they're roasted in an earth pit, crushed with stone, uh, very very much like the Espadine, uh, coming in again at 90 proof. So similar in the making of it, just... It seems like the process is exactly the same. Yeah, exactly the same, but they're, they're peppering in some of those higher end, harder to come by agaves to, uh, to, yeah. give, to give you a more, uh, a, a more sophisticated mezcal. 
Good yeah. word. Yeah. So, so my initial... Ooh, that nose is a little different. Yeah, my initial <laughs> scent is like black pepper. Yep. I definitely get that peppery spice immediately. Yeah. yeah. How much ashtray are you getting on this one? What? <laughs> I get less yeah. than the first. Really? I get, I get less smoke off the nose. I mean, but I'm, I'm, I say it only half jokingly because the first one smelled like kind of like campfire and like this kind of like different. This one just, just smells more like ash in like not a bad way. Like I really enjoy kind of intense smoke smells. There. Yeah, there's some smoke there for sure. Well, not, yeah, but I mean like ash versus smoke. No, I, mm-hmm. I understand what you're saying. I get more of like a tobacco-y flavor maybe. Yeah, yeah. I, when you I'm said ashtray, like yeah. I get what you're saying of like, yeah, like grandma's leftover ashtray. But I also yes. still get some of that green oh, yeah. vegetable. Mm-hmm. It's a, like yeah. a, It's a little bit more understated on this one, but it's there. Yeah, you know tobacco is a vegetable, Jenny. I don't know if that's true. Actually, wait, it's, is it? It's right, it's grown. Cool. That yeah. doesn't mean it's a yeah, vegetable. It's, I, don't, <laughs> I don't. I think I think you have to be able to eat the plant for it to be considered a vegetable, and I don't recommend eating tobacco. Well, chewing, chewing it, it yeah, but you spit it out because cotton's not a vegetable, and it right. is grown in the same area <laughs> as tobacco. As tobacco, I've driven. Th- I've driven taking the. Uh, Bananas the, are not I was closed. And I drove through South Carolina on <laughs> the back roads and a lot of cotton and tobacco farms, which are beautiful to look at, actually. Are you telling me I should stop eating cotton? Uh, yes. I mean, cucumbers are fruit. What? Because of the but seeds inside? They have seeds, yeah. They're like, but they're also grown and they're not vegetables. Right. <laughs> people are grown. So can we just agree Jenny, that people the are term grown. vegetable is dumb? Yeah. <laughs> people are yes. grown. They're vegetables, right. too. Um, but we, well, I'm going to stick to my 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 vegetable right. smelling note. I'm gonna, like I'm smelling r- note. Vegetal. And it's have to reel this in a little. Um, I just tasted it. <laughs> Good luck. I thought this was great. I, I, it, in fairness, I've tried this previously, and I thought it was I great then. Not. I really like this mezcal. It's a lot more. Uh, it's a lot more sophisticated. Um, it's it's like I a dance in the here. mouth. A lot going on. It's, it's there's definitely more, more depth vanilla. Yeah, going yeah. on yeah. like raw vanilla. I'm trying to figure out. It's like apricot or something. Mm-hmm. Some sort of fruit there. There's a nice butteriness to it though that I like. Buttery. The the mouthfeel mm-hmm. yeah. is a little bit more viscous. It like, has a little bit more of a coating. I, I want a cocktail with that espadine, but this one I just want to drink neat. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, you and I could hurt ourselves just sitting on a porch drinking that bottle. What are you doing this weekend? <laughs> Saturday night, I'm free. I don't recommend sitting on a porch Again, this um, time of year in Chicago. But undertones of like green bean or asparagus or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. You guys are really killing it on these flavor notes. I'm not as familiar with the category of mezcal, so Probably some almond. In there. Yeah, the, yeah, uh, so much almond. No, the key is that, practice, right? Yeah. Like it's how do you get to Carnegie Hall? Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm just grasping at Turn straws, off. and I, I also feel like I'm finding the same notes yeah, in all of them. Nice. So I don't know um, how strong mine takes are either, but mm. doing the best I can here. But um, I will say that the taste uh, for me is very different from the nose. Like that. Yeah. I agree. It's a lot more subdued. Yeah, in a good I, way. I agree. The palate is much more subdued than the nose. Um, I think my favorite, my what draws me to mezcal is. The terroir. Absolutely. So what's so cool I don't know to what me, that means. I'm having flashbacks to uh, the last round of the Chai Spirits, guys. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, so, so, Jenny, the terroir refers to the area in which the it's grown. Okay, grown. yeah, okay. It's like ground, right? It's, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very, it it's very big in wine when they talk yes. about the, the specific grapes of different regions and how the terroir, terroir. affects. Also what's big. That, what's the exact, like I feel like there, I am trying to imagine the exact word that that like. T-E-R-R-O-I-R? Yeah. Yep. Terroir. Um, yeah. yeah. Very, very big in the wine class I took. They talk okay. about it a lot. Okay. But also big when it comes to, I mean really anything you're growing, like 
Armagnac versus Cognac mm-hmm. are very That's different a terroir because issue. they're different ter- terroirs. Mm. Um, Armagnac is a much uh, more minerality to it because of the type of soil it's grown in, the grapes are grown in. Yeah, versus, but yeah, yeah. Similarly to uh, the agaves, like the and the next one we go into is Tobala, oh. which is uh, solely grown at high elevation. Now, Tobala, you can get that in the um, airport duty free, or is that Toblerone? That's, that's Toblerone you're looking for. But okay. depending on what airport, you might be able to find a Tobola too. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> and if you're traveling internationally. Exactly. <laughs> I brought some Mezcal home duty-free a couple times. Nice. But, uh, but I, it was that 400 Conejos. Mm. Now, I've never tried this particular Tobola before. This is the first time I'm trying it. Okay. I was very excited. It was. I got it at a really good price. So I picked it up, and then it was like, well, I might as well get the Espadine as well, and we can do a whole episode on it. Yeah. That's how. That's the lens through which I look everything nowadays okay. is. So can you tell me a little, about, little bit about Tobola? I can. Well, the agave specifically is, it's only grown in the wild at high elevations. They got to they gotta send people like with carts and a donkey up to pick it. Oh, okay. Which is why it's typically more expensive. So this is the, the most expensive of the group here by far. And how, how expensive is that? I mean, the other two didn't seem like they were that expensive. Uh, well, I mean, they're relative, but this typically goes for like 90 bucks. The ensemble? Um, no, I'm sorry, the uh, the Tobola. The Tobola goes for 90 bucks. 90 okay, bucks so t- that is typically. a higher, that is a higher, and significantly it, and higher. And this is price. actually a more, like, a as far as the different Tobola mezcals you'll see, this is on the lower end of yeah, prices. That's pretty, price wow. that's pretty no, affordable for no, a Tobola. Wow. No, exactly. Like, this whole brand seems like it's pretty affordable. Yeah, whereas the Espadine's 35 yeah, you know you're you know two and a half times that for the Tobolot because it's for just sure. much more difficult to grow it. Yeah, and harvest and, it. Yeah, and harvest it. Find it. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the key. Um, and uh, and give you here's just like my rundown notes here on it. Uh, the Tobolot expression is composed of 100% Tobolot agave, wild and comparable to a truffle. Tobolot is rare in that it only grows naturally under certain conditions in high altitude and under shade of an oak tree. That is really specific. Like it That's needs super specific. It uh, needs things. Which, if you like, when I think about agave, I think about like most agave plants are just like in the desert. Yeah, they kind of look like cacti. Yeah, like like to think that this one's like so delicate that mm-hmm. it's like got to be under an oak tree or like yeah. high yeah. up. And yeah, yeah. Uh, unlike other agave, Tobola relies on pollination to reproduce, which makes that's. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like that is so unfortunate for Wait, this poor species. So specific. It's not, oh wow. It's it's so it's that is why Tobola is so rare. Um, and more expensive. Also, the fermentation process is a, and distillation process becomes a problem. Uh, Tobola in particular has a tendency to foam upon mm, fermentation. Very true. Yes. Yes. And yes. as if anyone's ever tried to distill, foam is like your worst enemy like as it's fermenting it foams it like foams up and you need to like skim it or and a you need to skim it which just requires man hours and labor and also you lose a significant amount of base mash to foam so no matter how like if you were to take the same weight of espadine agave versus tobola you're gonna get maybe three quarters or half and distill it from the tobola the rest is going to be lost so every part of the process is harder it's just harder more costly yes mm-hmm. all right well let's give it a smell you right this comes in at 92 proof wow, so this... you'll notice right off the bat the nose is it's different different green 
funky i feel like that's what i feel like i always get the like the green the grainy that's what you're picking up first well because all these are more vegetal than your average no i know that's just what i like yeah that's just been the first thing i've noticed i still get smoke but it's it's more like smoke and caramel or something i I get a little more of the minerality on this which i was expecting yeah same um i get vibes of like a jamaican rum yeah like that funkiness to yeah, it. I get, I get more appeal. I disagree a little. I get more of an agricole rum on it. Okay. Because it's, yes. it's, right? it's, it's, yeah. it's still got a funkiness to it, but it's a different kind of funkiness. No, I, I think I misspoke. You're right. Mm. Yeah. You're definitely like an aguardiente. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I can't say that again. That is... <laughs> it's, it's well, well done. That there. is interesting. You sipped it. I sipped it. I don't it's, know that I've tasted anything quite like that before. <laughs> it reminds me of the Criente Mezcal, but... That is quite good. Parker made a face like a supervillain when he made that laugh. <laughs> I did. I did. Um, like, he's going to take over the world. At least, if I, not the uh, world, this apartment. I can't speak for Steve, but I'm you going to right now. Me. I'm going to right now. That bottle fucks. That bottle fucks. Oh, my gosh. Incredible. Like, okay, can you guys help me understand what I'm tasting? Because, like, mm-hmm. I... It's Tobla. Yeah, that would be uh, that would be Tobola mezcal. So what you I'm getting, what, I, what I'm getting, note wise, Jenny, I'm gonna help you Sorry. out here. I, I'm getting more sweetness than I was expecting. Yeah. Like again, that butterness I got in the ensemble. Mm-hmm. I'm getting that with a little bit of that agricole rum. Honestly, it's kind. Well, it reminds me of the agricole rum. Yeah, like but it's the... almost it's almost not as vegetal as that, despite it being agave. It, I think it's just I don't know some of the ones that we have over there at least like I feel like yeah, it reminds think, me of that a lot. But you think of like the, this is unaged. Um, okay. Whereas yeah, some of the Kohanas that are we got agricultural rums we have over there that are um, rounded out after two years. Like yes. No, the, I'm not thinking about that. I'm thinking about, about the, the, right? the Koas. No, the the unaged ones. Yeah, I mean it, it does. It definitely is. It feels like in that neighborhood. Yeah. I just feel like this isn't quite. It's a little sweeter. So what? Yeah. What is? What am I tasting? It's weird because it's because it's got some from sugar cane, but I'm getting a like a butteriness. There's a little bit of fruit in there, and then a little bit of green. Like you like the you green. Come. Yeah, the green is like the number one thing that I'm tasting. It's the other stuff that I'm not putting my finger on very well. I get a little bit of vanilla. Mm-hmm. I do too. Yeah, I get a vanilla. Maybe a little. I'm trying to think what fruit I'm getting here. Maybe like a like a fresh like apricot or peach or something like that. Just a little bit of that. Sorry, I'm no help on this. I'm <clears throat> just uh, trying to. Get I would think. I feel like it's apricot more than peach. It's not berry. It's not one of those. No, it's definitely not like a red fruit. It's, no, it's not one of those. It's more like a. Like and a it's stone not fruit citrus. Thing. No, not not at all. Yeah, it's definitely yeah, it's more. It's got to be like an apricot. A kind stone of thing. fruit, which makes all the sense in the world when you think about where it's growing. Mm-hmm. It is not in a like a tropical fruit area. This is no, more this of a, is a very dry, dry mineral. And it's I mean minerality. I, I know it sounds for people who haven't had a lot of mezcal. It sounds like oh that sounds terrible. I don't know. Topo Chico though, like it has yeah. that mineral. That's talking about like mineral water, right? Like, yeah, a lot of people like, like mineral water. Yeah, yeah, but that's what Tobola agave brings to the table mm. is that minerality. But it's like maybe a, a little bit of salinity. Yeah, yeah, and it, but it's got like a crispness to it, a crispness mm-hmm. to it that I really enjoy. Yeah, with paired with that like vanilla butteriness and a little bit of that stone fruit, and then like the hint of that green vegetable, and I'm here for it. This, I love I love Tobola, and this is another great expression of it. They're doing a really good job with this, mm-hmm. and they're keeping it under a hundred dollars, which yeah. is also impressive. Like what? Like what's a range that you you could see for Tobolas? Like um, a, a normal range. Uh, 
ninety to one eighty. Yeah, really? is where yeah. I was. Really? What it would be my range. Yeah. I just say I just said like. 80 at the bottom, bottom of the barrel. Yeah, I don't know if 80. I would go that low. I've, like, I think I've seen, I've seen one or two for 80 and 80 up to like 150, 160 and, mm. and, and higher. Wow. I'll, well, yeah, yeah. I, I, like I wanted to get myself into Mezcal and then I realized that like collecting these bottles is a little bit more expensive than others. Yeah, I'm, I'm others. really surprised, but at the same time I shouldn't be. be. Having heard about the process, it makes sense that this costs a lot more. But you know what? I was thinking about it, though, and I was buying a lot of, you know, $70, $80, $90 bottles of rum. And I was like, you know, well, that is awesome still. It's like, you know what I could do is get a $90 bottle of Tobola Mezcal. (laughs) Because you don't have any other Tobola bottles, do you? We have a couple now. Uh, Jenny picked up that Criente over there that she picked up in Mexico is Tobola. I was going to say it was a Tobola that Mm -hmm. sealed the deal on the draft, It was. It was. was, Yeah, on the fantasy. That was the... uh, That's why I had that, yeah. You know, that was the Sorry, bro. The Evan McPherson field goal of our You should have uh, yeah. yeah. started your Armagnac. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. All good. So that was so, yeah, my so the um wait, so I wanted to ask though, uh about Fox. Yeah. I would I agree that like this is so totally different from the others. And actually I still kind of like that really like raw smokiness that the Espadine mm-hmm. has. Um yeah, which I, I guess I've only that. had Espadine before because I think of that It's likely as the like it, when I cow. say Espadine is the most common agave, it's by yeah. far significantly yeah. by like far. by leaps yeah. and bounds. Yeah. It, that's what people like. Think you get of. a mezcal cocktail on a bar; it's probably gonna be it's gonna be Espadine, and yeah. it might be an Espadine ensemble, but it's almost certainly unless it costs some absurd an absurd amount of money, it's going to be an Espadine. Yeah, like like we, we we love here on the podcast. Um, Bonnez, favorite mezcal bars. Classic Espedine Barrio. At, at that entry level price, because it's like 30 bucks or mm-hmm. somewhere around there. But it is an ensemble. Yeah. Yes, it is Espedine oh. with just a dash of Barrio. It, it's like 98% Espedine and 2% Barrio. Yeah. And the Barrio is just there to round out mm-hmm. that. And it gives very it that raw it, Espedine. But it gives flavor. it that, it gives that little bit of extra oomph to it. Kind of like a uh, a bourbon that they, you know, it's, it's like a four year old bourbon, but they blend it in just a hint of like. 18 year in it or like a 95 five rye, mm-hmm. right? like exactly yeah. rye you gotta have that five of something else to just balance out the mm-hmm. rye or it can be a little too punchy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that i actually like that comparison a lot yeah because we're talking about like what makes up the mash bill right mm-hmm. like this is, exactly yeah just delightful wow that i like mm. i'm I gonna never, need to get a bottle of that i did enjoy mm-hmm. trying all three of those i feel like Every time I try more mezcal, I learn a little bit more about it. It's just, you know, it's, I feel, it feels a little bit like uncharted territory to me at this point, but I'm working on it. Same. Yeah. When you guys talked about doing uh, mezcal for this episode, I was very excited because it's an opportunity to learn about something I just know so little. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that. And I, I'm excited that that was your kind of intro into in-depth mezcal because these are three great expressions that really show the versatility of the category and how the same distillery can make two products that are worlds apart. Right. Steve, is there a, is there a mezcal expression, Espadine, Tobola? Is there like another type of agave that you really appreciate out there? Hmm. I thought you mentioned one earlier. Maybe it wasn't on the episode, but yeah. What's, what's the one that starts with T and there's an X in it? I thought there was a D oh. one too. Oh, that, that is a good one. I, uh, I there's ever... a Durango. Durango's yeah, Durango's solid. But the, the one I'm uh, you know talking about though. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit the old Google. Yeah. Because <laughs> it, it, it's very difficult to pronounce. 
Yeah, yeah they're X's if Sorry, I'm not I mean mistaken. To, I didn't mean to put you on the spot, but I thought there was one that you were saying that you just uh, I thought you go liked crazy the, so for. There was Pechuga a deep, is the Pechuga, style. that's the one uh, that you said However, that's usually, that is usually made with an ensemble. Okay. Um, it's what makes Pechuga in particular, Pechuga is, uh, it is from the breast. And when they distill it, it is distilled in an underground pot still. And traditionally, a chicken mole is put into like a cheesecloth and lowered into the top chamber of the still. So as the evaporating distillate goes up into the still, it has to pass through literal chicken mole is this okay. kind of like some gins so, right. can that's i ask crazy. a question about that is like what is the like generally speaking cost wise is a pechuga extremely expensive okay. i've yet to that's find a pechuga like that costs okay. less than a hundred dollars i hear you okay um, another, another i had a you. feeling <laughs> or a caño but uh tepec hatate yeah so it's t-e-p-e-x-t-a-t-e i always thought it was tepezate that could be i don't know and these are these are types of mezcals right i mean i'm sorry agaves right yeah and i know bonnes makes a great one of that there i was just gonna say the bonnes tepezate is great great stuff now like what does a bottle of that go for generally not bonnes specifically but yeah a little slightly less than tobola yeah it's like 80s 90s yeah like 80 to 100 so like the Tobola of Bonnet, um, Bonnet, I think is like 100, 110. And I think the uh, that one is uh, like 80, 90. Yeah, right yeah. So, range. so if you're climbing the mountain to get to Tobola, this one's like halfway up the mountain. Something like that. <laughs> Something <laughs> like that. Yeah. It might just, it also might uh, mature a little bit sooner. Like the Tobola, I think is another like 15 to 20 year maturation, maturation process. So mm-hmm. like you just got to be really careful with Tobola because it doesn't take too long before you've over-harvested your region and it, it's it's oh, over. It's unsustainable. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. And But a lot of these places are doing great things like doing their best to replant as best they can and uh, I don't know what it would be called, like switching like quadrants of like this is what we're harvesting oh, yeah. this year and then we can't touch these acres for the next 10 years yeah it was a crop um sure, ro- like rotation no, yeah crop rotation <laughs> sure, crop. Sure, crop. <laughs> no it's um yeah it's when you have like three different you, you yeah. separate the, the the fields into threes and it's like wait this season we're doing here maybe you rotate it around Restore the, the only difference being they don't have fields but we're just looking at a relief map being like yeah yeah because like, east you have of to find the, it in the wild it has right? to be the wild so mm-hmm. it's like east of this river we're off for the next two seasons but wow. west is good wow very cool so what was it what was everybody's favorite tobola tobola john you know i i gotta stand by um this is a really hard choice because I liked each, all three of them for very different reasons. Yeah. Um, I liked the Espadine because it was just like very bold. It was mm-hmm. kind of what I expected Mezcal to be. The other two, I didn't know what to expect, so it was brand new to me. I thought the Ensemble was probably like the most muted of them. It was kind of like um, uh, not as not as interesting as the Tobola, but I probably... I guess if I was going to make like a cocktail, I'd, I'd go for the Espadine. So I probably like that the most. Yeah. Because I, I probably wouldn't be sipping mezcal. Just j- just where I'm yeah. at right now. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So for me, it's hard to understand just because I haven't tasted that many mezcals. So I don't know what good mezcal means necessarily. Yet, you know, if that makes sense. Um, I liked all of them. And I liked... I'm somewhere between... 
it's weird because I'm somewhere in between the Espadine and the Tobola. And it's like, yes, I liked both of them, but I don't, I don't know what I'm looking for in a mezcal yet. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure that out right now. And I'm okay with both. Like I liked everything I tasted and I will that's also kind of say, where I'm at right now. <laughs> having perused the mezcals you guys have had in your, yeah. in your house yeah. over the years, I'll just say it. I don't think you've ever had a bad mezcal. That's probably true. Which is good, <laughs> but also bad because it, it's hard yeah. for you to have a benchmark of like, oh, this is what it tastes like when they're cutting corners. Oh, and this is what it tastes hey, like hey. when they're doing And I it also, right. a lot of the ones that I've tasted were more random where it's like, I didn't realize what agave I was tasting or mm-hmm. whatever. I was like, oh, I'm just going to taste this. And it's like, oh, okay, that's good. But like, I wasn't thinking about it in the way that I'm thinking about this now. Don't and worry, Jenny. I'll bring over a bad mezcal so you've tried one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not worried about what a, that. What a good friend. I'm not, yeah. I'm not worried about that. But no, I just, you know, I... I'm I'm just trying to learn as much as I can about mezcal over time, and you know, at this point in time, I would say I'm somewhere between the Espadine and the Tobola, and both are uh, like all three were good. So I don't know what to say. I like the nuance of your answer. You're like, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. it's honest, guys. Well, I mean, my um, obviously Tobola was my favorite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As Steve, I get Stephen Parker was just like Tobola, Tobola, yeah, Tobola, uh, Tobola. I actually <laughs> I enjoyed all of them. The yeah. ensemble I really like though. I, yeah. I know. No, it, it was it is yeah. definitely a more toned down mm-hmm. version. Like, I yes, I think the Espadine one is great. Would be great for cocktails, but that ensemble, I would be happy to drink all day long. Yep, would not be upset about it. And yeah, just I'm really impressed because like their Espadine I had before, I thought it was pretty good. But man, it's the, solid. Like I thought it was. Yeah, I thought it was fine. And like not, you know, not to knock or anything. It was very good. Good for what? Thirty five bucks. Yeah, especially for thirty five dollars, because like mezcal is not cheap, right? But 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 those higher end ones are so good. That Tobola, I just want to keep going back to it to pick out. I feel like it's one of those things I could pick out new flavors. I've got I've got good news for you, Steve. We still have most of a bottle left of it. Yeah, I'll be around. Let me let me ask you this real quick. I forgot to ask this earlier. Hundred percent Miguel. What is that? Do we know that? I actually don't know what that means. I have no idea what that means. What? What does it say? You can cut that part. I just it says 100% no, I'm Maguey. super curious cuz I 100% what? M A G U E Y. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. Well, that may explain the, the name oh. Dumble Way. Uh, <laughs> it's another word for agave. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so 100% agave, which makes sense. We Damn were, well better. It's be. well, you know, we this, were, this is good we were hoping for something it's way more. It's not a mixto like, like you would see right. in like low end tequilas. <laughs> And maybe there's low-end mezcals that are mixed those. Oh, Something man. Something tells me they're probably. Well, that's unfortunate. <laughs> they might only be sold, like, not. Yeah, that could be. Because it'd, be yeah. to, it'd be tough oh, to get distribution yeah. on that Yeah. Um, outside. Um, real, real quick, let's do a mailbag question. Oh, my God. Mailbag. Check the old mailbag here. So many fans got. just writing in. They're clamoring. Mm-hmm. Listen, people like us, so I'm told. By my managers. I don't believe I have that a lot of managers. They, a lot of handlers. Producer Jenny really handles mm-hmm. all this. Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, let's take a look here. Here we go. I always like looking for ones that are topical to our current episode, when pos- whenever possible. I actually would love to do just a mailbag episode every once in a while. Absolutely. Once, like one- clearing the docket sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like, hey, yeah. we got like 15 interesting questions we want to answer. Like, let's just do an episode on it, which I think we'll put that on the books for somewhere in the near future. That's the Patreon episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But for, but for we now. Only, we only release that for certain fans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So, uh, Deborah in Springboro, Ohio asks, 
Um, what's your favorite mezcal cocktail? Oh, man, two cocktail questions in a row. Last episode, we also got a cocktail episode, which is fantastic. Favorite mezcal cocktail? Favorite mezcal cocktail. Thank you for your question. We appreciate it. I'm between two. Any strong opinions, John? Um, <clears throat> I mean, I have... What did I have recently? I had a, I think I had a mezcal Negroni. Um, mezcal Negroni is always a good choice. Yeah. I know mine, as, and it's also something I had recently that was just amazing. It was a mezcal Paloma. Who uh, made it's that? really good. I really think the smoke and the mm-hmm. Who made that Paloma aspects. for you? Um, my wife made that Paloma. Thank you, my <laughs> wife. Jenny. Okay. And um, also, the slice of orange... Mm. That was Parker's the the slice of orange was Parker's idea. And I stand by that makes it makes me <laughs> Oh yeah, sweeten it up a little bit. Um yeah, I, I, I honestly am I'm halfway oh, know it. I'm stuck between the Mezcal Paloma and the Mezcal Negroni because I do love me a good I mean I love a good gin Negroni, so like a Mezcal Negroni is just like a lovely I think the Negroni might just be my favorite cocktail. I love Negronis, man. They're favorite so man. good. Way better than Manhattan, yeah. I've never tried a mezcal old-fashioned. Have you ever... Do you ever do your Negroni <laughs> up? Oh, yeah. Every once in a while? Every once in a while. Yeah. It's kind of fun. I, you but know, that's my problem. Again, is I want every drink up. Every, every drink neat, you know? Yeah. Again. I also get that. But if I'm doing it... And then I'm putting it in a martini glass, and I'm basically serving it like a mezcal Manhattan. Yep. Best, 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 by the way, still, I'm standing by best Negroni in the city of Chicago. Is it RPM Italian? It, I second that notion. I'm, it's absolutely incredible. Now I'm dying to know what is Stephen's favorite mezcal cocktail. It's really easy. Uh, it is specifically Cinco Sentidos Pechuga in a glass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you would have loved our cocktail. It our up. last jaunt. <laughs> no you would have loved our last jaunt to Estereo. Yeah, where I had some Cinco Sentidos. In a glass, <laughs> no. Yeah. And that what is, does that run you at a bar? Uh, you know, it was like it was a lot, like fourteen to sixteen bucks a pour. We were okay. Well, so like for the listener, dollar bottle. For the listeners outside of Chicago, we have a lovely mezcal bar within a five minute walk of our apartment called Astereo in Chicago here, and you can get some really great um, mezcal pours there, even some that are like. Pretty solid bottles for decent prices. So without Parker and Steven, what a mistake! I was so out yeah, of yeah, yeah, dude. You, Next done, time, you done? Fuck one up. of just one of us <laughs> to help you. You need one. You know, or, their their cocktail menu is amazing. To yeah, be like, fair, their slushies so, are amazing. Like when I, I was doing there, great things. To be fair, when I was there, like I did not really know what I wanted. I said I wanted a pour of mezcal, and the guy kind of asked me a question, like oh, do you want this kind of mezcal or that kind of mezcal? And I was just like, oh, this kind. And he just pulled me something out. And it, like, it was great. he actually did a pretty good job of like, of identifying options for us. So like, that's I, a good bartender. Cause mm-hmm. it's yeah. not like, as we discovered today, mezcal isn't easy by any no, means. No, it's not. There's a lot out there. And it's like, you like, it's, I, I can't look at a mezcal list, like a wine list and try to like figure out what it is yeah. that would be good for me. Um, yeah. So like, yes, yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm working on it. Um, but, um, I felt like he did a good job of helping me figure that out. So, um, anybody, any of our listeners in Chicago go to a stereo, they have a great, 
Um, if you look for a good mezcal, mezcal selection, they do have a great mezcal selection. Yeah. Yeah. Parker and Stephen on my next date night there. Mm-hmm. I also <laughs> feel like I should give a real answer um, because the Negroni was taken. The Bloody Maria. Nobody, nobody oh, shouted yeah. out. Yeah. Bloody Maria. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, that actually does make. I've not tried that, but that does make perfect sense. Yeah. And I do want to smoke this. smoked it's, meats. Yeah. These are kind of mezcal. similar to the the basil um, vodka from our previous episode. I know. Mm-hmm. Now, so these are all like substituting mezcal into a cocktail. Is there a mezcal specific cocktail? Um, all of the tequila cocktails work okay. with mezcal. Because yeah, mezcal, you can margarita, do a, you mezcal, can do a mezcal paloma, margarita. Yeah, 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 really, a paloma is I, is agave based. So yeah, mm-hmm. to say that yeah, the paloma is an actual mezcal cocktail. Mm-hmm. It'd be like doing an old fashioned with rye instead of bourbon or Manhattan mm-hmm. for very doable, rye. but yeah, which is very much interchangeable. Um, cool guys well thank you so much for your uh, question and uh, you know feel free to send us more at uh, add us on Instagram at at Chai Spirits Guys or on Gmail um, Chai Spirits Guys at gmail.com give us your uh, mailbag questions and your ideas for future episodes we love doing them and uh, this was fun guys thanks so much yeah cheers yeah we'll see you next time here at Chai Spirits Guys